And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast after a very unintentional two-week hiatus. As you can maybe hear in my voice, I got sick with a sinus infection and it has just been lingering. So essentially, I did not mean to take two weeks off. I meant to take one week off and then get back on track for the following week. But I had to reschedule an interview due to the fact that I had a sinus infection. And that's really the biggest lesson that I got out of being sick and that I wanted to share with you ultimately is that rest is an absolute requirement. It is something that you need to do in order to make everything else work and fall into place. If you feel like you're burning the freaking candle at both ends, then maybe it's time to take a break and rest and relax before you get back into it. And that is the lesson that I had to learn the hard way. So essentially, it's what? February. It's the beginning of February. Today's February 4th. And the first month of the year just has been kind of a flop. It it was not a sleigh. I still feel amazing vibes for 2024. Like I feel like it's going to be great and I'm just feeling good energy. I feel like I'm the most clear about what I want that I ever, than I ever have been. But the first month of the year just was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a sleigh. That's all I'm going to say. So essentially it was very stressful with work. I had a lot going on. We had Daniel's family in town. Um, So it was just kind of like a lot of stuff back to back. And especially with just work and like personal things that I had on my to-do list, it felt very overwhelming. And I just felt like I was going, going, going nonstop. And I wasn't really getting much of a mental break from anything. So I had this thought that like, oh, I wish I could just, you know, have one day to rest guilt-free and have absolutely nothing to do and just kind of rot and do nothing productive. And let me tell you, when you ask for something like that and you're burning the candle at both ends, you're not allowing yourself any intentional rest, your body's like, nope, you need to listen to me. You need to prioritize your rest. So I ended up getting sick. Candidly, I kind of felt like it was coming on for a while, but I thought I was being paranoid because I just felt like a tickle in my throat. And I was like, am I just being paranoid? And Daniel's like, yeah, I think you're just like overthinking it because I have bad sinuses. Like in general, I have bad allergies around this time of year. Like I just always, I, I just always do. I have to wake up pretty much every morning and blow my nose. So I was like, you know what? I'm probably fine. And then like on a Friday or on a Friday or a Saturday, I started feeling like, okay, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I don't feel good. But I still felt like I was just being paranoid, like it could have been anything. And on like a Saturday, I woke up and I felt congested and I was like, hmm, I could be getting a cold, took a COVID test to be safe, didn't have COVID. And I was like, all right, I'll just rest and relax. But it was tough because we had family in town, Daniel's family in town. So it wasn't like I could just, you know, lay on the couch and do nothing. And then once I woke up on last Sunday morning, I was like, there's no denying the fact that I am sick. I'm definitely sick. I was like blowing my nose. I was coughing and I was like, you know what? This is probably just a nasty cold. 
then on Monday, it was just like, it, it just kept persisting, honestly, and getting worse. So I went to the urgent care and thank God I did. I wasn't going to go because I don't like going when they tell you essentially nothing's wrong and that you should just go home and drink fluids and take ibuprofen. I'm like, okay, I could have told myself this. So I went to urgent care. Daniel and my mom were both like, maybe it's a sinus infection. You should really go. And surprise, surprise, it was a sinus infection. COVID and flu were negative. Thank God. So I didn't really like get anyone else sick, but it still was a bummer to be sick when you have people staying with you and people in town because then you have to miss out on things. And you, you know, I, I couldn't feel like I was being a good host because I was essentially just stuck in my room. But the first couple of days I felt really kind of guilty and bad because there was people staying with me. So I didn't, I didn't like that I had to kind of be in my room and not be able to help and host and stuff like that. But there was really nothing that I could do. I kind of had to stay away and just not get people sick and rest. And then as time went on, I just was like, you know what? I'm submitting. I am, I'm surrendering to being sick and just not feeling guilty for it. Like I need to rest. So I ended up taking two days off of work, which again, that usually always brings me stress, but I kind of realized like I need to, like there's no way that I could get on a call right now and speak and present and I mean I'm still congested it's so frustrating like I'm still coughing I'm still blowing my nose I'm on my last day of antibiotics which normally I hate taking but whatever I'm 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 on the mend I'm feeling much better with each day that passes and just excited for this to completely go away because we are going on a ski trip to Colorado on Thursday and candidly I am very nervous for the actual skiing part because the last time we went to Colorado which was in 2021, I believe. It was like the worst ski day because it was like a blizzard and it was during COVID still where all of the hotels and well, all of the restaurants on the mountain required a reservation to even like eat or have a drink or anything in the lodge. So we had to sit outside in a blizzard eating our food and drinking our drinks. And if you even went into the lobby of any of these lodges, they were like, you cannot be here. You need to leave. And so I had to go and sit in a freaking bathroom stall with my like full clothes on and put the lid of the toilet down and sit there and finish my alcoholic beverage because I was like, I am not sitting out there in the cold and freezing. Daniel's barbecue sauce for his chicken tenders froze in an instant on his glove. We were getting whipped in the face with snow and I fell a million times. I was getting so annoyed. Like we have just so many funny stories from that trip and it was just Daniel and I, but this time we're going, I think we're going to veil the first night. And then that's just going to be Daniel and I. And then Friday, Saturday, it's going to be in Breckenridge. And we're going to be staying in a cabin with my friend from childhood and her husband. And I'm so excited about that. And then the last night, we're going to stay at their place in Boulder. And we're going to watch the Super Bowl, I guess, from like a restaurant. So I'm excited about that, to do that with them. But I think we're only skiing one day, maybe two. I don't know. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm thanking the, the Lord up above that I'm going to be with my friend because last time I was with Daniel and I had to do like a lot of runs by myself. So hopefully it'll be more fun having a girlfriend with me, having other people, having a guy that can go off with Daniel and do like the harder runs. But I want to feel better by then. I want to feel much better and not be still congested. And just I know going into the cold weather, it's going to just dry me up even more. And I'm hoping it doesn't make things worse. So I'm sending myself positive vibes. Um, And I'm sending you guys positive vibes if you've been sick or run down or burnt out. 
let this be my lesson that you need to take the time to rest whenever you possibly can. I'm personally guilty and I know a lot of us are in the fact that like I will not give myself the rest that I need sometimes because I'll feel guilty if I'm laying on the couch scrolling or watching TV and yeah okay that's not always a productive use of your time but sometimes you need to just let yourself to do nothing because the more that you are pushing yourself the less you're gonna let creativity flow in and essentially what I mean by that is I'll just give you an example like I knew that I wanted to rest. And then finally my body was like, okay, you need to rest and you need to take care of yourself and get better. And when you're sick, like you have no other choice but to surrender to being sick because you feel so poorly that you can't do anything. And so I would think to myself like, oh, should I get up and do laundry? No, you're not doing anything. And then I would just literally watch movies and shows all day long, stay in bed, take care of myself, drink water, take medicine, try to eat whatever I could. And that was it. And I can't even tell you in like the few days that I was sick that I had to just lay in bed. I feel like I got almost like clear on what I want in my life. Like I was watching movies and shows that were more like artistic or creative and a little bit like out there. Maybe out there is a stretch, but just different than from the, like the things that I would watch on a normal day to day and kind of just getting in tap. And, and tap tapping into my creativity and the more like artistic side of myself and I was watching like interviews on YouTube and I don't know just going down rabbit holes of listening to people like to actors talk about their creative process and whatever but this just like opened my eyes up even more to the notion that you have to give yourself silent time in order to really flourish and be creative and be your full self and show up as yourself because I oftentimes when I'm moving in transition from like doing one task to the other I'm listening to a podcast or a book or I'm listening to music or I'm scrolling on my phone like I don't give myself a lot of downtime or silent time to just think and reflect and that often makes me feel more stressed And that's when I lay awake at night with all these racing thoughts because I haven't given myself any downtime to just not have any thoughts, not have anything that I'm consuming, not be reading anything, not be viewing anything. You know what I mean? We just consume so much content and so much information on a day-to-day basis that we're really not allowing any space for our own thoughts. And so I really wasn't, you know, besides these few movies that I was watching, I wasn't really consuming a lot of content and I had this moment one of the days I was sick where I went and out and I sat outside in like my pajamas and my robe on one of the lounge chairs in my backyard and I just brought my laptop and I played music and just sat there and stared out at my backyard for an hour or more and I just felt like so weirdly happy and content and in tune with myself and my creativity because I was like okay first of all I need vitamin d because I've been inside all day in a dark room or multiple days in a row and I need to just like tap into my creative side 
well, that wasn't really my intention, but I was just like, I need to go outside. And it was a beautiful day. So I brought my robe out there and I sat on the chair and I was like, I'll bring my laptop out to watch movies out here and just be outside for some portion of the day. Um, but just lay on this chair. And then I couldn't see my laptop because it was so sunny. So I just played music and I just sat there and I like inhaled the fresh air and just soaked up the good day. And I just had all these creative thoughts and it was almost like I took a drug or something and I was just viewing the world from this happier, more elevated place. I don't know what had gotten into me, but it really does go to show that there are so many amazing things to be appreciative of when we just take the time to observe them. It's like when you go on a long walk and you don't bring your headphones and you just allow yourself to take in the scenery and the smells and the sounds and just feel the sun and the fresh air on your skin and just be so delighted by how beautiful the world is and how happy you are that just trees and the sky and everything exists you know those moments I'm talking about, those very simple pleasure moments where you're just so happy being outside or doing something that's so, so simple? That's how I felt. And I feel like I was able to think a lot more about my career and my goals and my desires and my dreams and the content that I was consuming, whether it was a movie or a show or scrolling on social media or whatever it was. I tried to put myself in this experience of not being jealous but being kind of picturing myself as the people that I was watching or putting myself in their shoes and allowing the fact that I was either jealous or envious of what they were doing to inspire me that it is possible and I can do that and I will do that one day and I don't know. I just felt really inspired and I I wasn't mad at myself for taking downtime and you know I wasn't posting on social media every day. I wasn't posting on TikTok or Instagram. I didn't have a podcast episode that went out. I wasn't working, obviously. So I really just had this downtime to think about what I want to post and what I want to be doing. And you really need that quiet, creative time in order to come up with these fresh ideas and get creative and tap into that version of you that is really this just true authentic version of yourself and that doesn't have to be someone who posts on social media it can be whatever your craft or whatever your love is and just in general for your mental health you need time to simply just be and relax and be quiet so I mean I feel like there's some examples of ways that you can do those things by just literally not listening to any podcast like just challenge yourself for like one or two days even if you have to work or maybe it's on a weekend, I don't know, but challenge yourself for like a day or two to not listen to any podcasts, not watch any shows, don't consume social media. You could go for a silent walk or just free dump in a journal, like just write out all your thoughts or, or you could also just listen to music that inspires you and makes you feel creative and just allow yourself to daydream and get inspired. Try to just literally do 24 hours of that and see what comes up for you. Just don't go mindlessly scrolling and putting on things in the background that are going to distract you from your actual thoughts. We need time to tune into what we're actually thinking in our own heads because I know for a fact that 
anybody listening to this right now can attest to a day in their life where they wake up, they don't have the most like productive morning in terms of like doing something for yourself and you're rushing to get to work. You're, you know, you're doing your work and then on your breaks, you're scrolling on your phone or you're doing something that distracts you. And then as soon as you get off work, you're putting on a podcast or listening to music or, you know, watching a TV show. And then you basically go to bed and you had no time during that whole day to just tune into yourself. And then you stay awake at night, just stressing and having all of these thoughts it's because you didn't give yourself enough time to be with yourself and then your body all of a sudden is like all right well now you have all of these thoughts flooding your head because you didn't give yourself space for that to flow through naturally and now all of a sudden it's flooding you at night and it's very like a very inopportune time so try and challenge yourself for like one or two days to do just that and have downtime and alone time and quiet time to tap back into your your creativity or whatever that means for you. So hopefully this is your lesson to just remember that rest is literally a requirement. That is why we need eight hours of sleep every night because we can't just keep going, 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 going and expect to do anything productive. That is, you know, that's why we have weekends. That's why there's a season for winter when things slow down and we stay inside more often. You know that song that's like, to everything turned. Oh God. I'm not even going to sing right now because of my sinus infection. That will not be pretty. But essentially like the message of that song is there's a season for everything. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible. There's a time to reap. There's a time to sow. There's a time to cast away stones, whatever the words are. But there's a time for everything. There's a time for rest. There's a time to create. There is a time for literally everything and you need to give yourself that time. So moving right along, remember to rest. And if you need to carve out time, even if it's literally one hour, do it. Let's move into a pop of culture, shall we? Okay. So I want to talk about some things that I've been watching recently because I have watched a lot of great shows and movies and I have so many thoughts that I've been just dying to share. So I'm going to list off some shows that I've been, some shows and movies that I have been watching recently. Number one is Feud. Um, It's like Capote versus the Swans or something like that. Or Capote, I don't know how you say his last name. But it's with like Demi Moore and Naomi Camp. No, oh my gosh. Um, God, what is her last name? Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. Naomi Watts. She plays one of the main characters. And then there, I don't know, it's just a very, it's a very good cast of, of women and they, it's all like all a true story based off of this guy, Truman Capote. I think that's how you say his last name, but just like all of these scandals that went on during this time, essentially Truman surrounded himself with this society's like most elite women, these like rich, very glamorous socialites who I'm reading this off now, who defined a bygone era of high society New York, whom he nicknamed the Swans. So he nicknamed these women the Swans. Beautiful and distinguished, the group includes Grand Dame Barbara or Babe Paley, uh, Slim Keith, CZ Guest, and Lee Radswell. So Truman is friends with all of these women and he writes a book about them. And when a passage comes out, about all of these women and exposing all of their secrets and 
you know, affair rumors, things like that, murders even involved. When they find out about this excerpt, they befriend him and it sends him into like this spiral where he never really recovers. It ruins his whole reputation. So I'm watching that right now. I think there's only two episodes out. It's on Hulu. It's good so far, but like, I don't know. It's kind of slow in my opinion. Um, all right. What is next? There's so many good things right now. Okay. Masters of the Air is another one that I'm watching. That is also another show where they're dripping episodes. It's with Austin Butler, Callum Turner, Barry Keoghan is in it from Saltburn. Um, anyone else I can think of? I don't know. Very good. It's about the world. It's about World War II and about the Air Force. And all of these actors play captains in the Air Force. It's very intense, but it's good so far. Daniel and I are watching it. I think there's like three episodes out, maybe more. I also watched this movie called Faux with Paul Mescal and um, Saoirse Ronan, and it was pretty good. I mean, I watched it because of Paul Mescal, but it's basically about this couple who needs to go. Oh God. It's actually kind of confusing to talk about because I was confused watching it, but it's like the year 2065 and people are migrating to live in space. And someone approaches this couple who lives in the Midwest where there's like no life around really. And they want one of them to go live up in space and help create like the habitat up in space for everyone to go live there eventually. And they create like a clone of the husband to live with the wife while he's gone up there. And there's like an interesting twist to it. It kind of was confusing. Like I expected them to go up in space at some point. And I feel like there was like a, a integral piece missing of the movie, but I don't know how to explain it. I did like it when I finally found out about the twist towards the end of the movie. But also I just love watching Paul Mescal have on-screen chemistry with any woman because he is just one of my ultimate celebrity crushes and I think he is so creatively talented and he makes me feel very creatively in tune whenever I'm watching any of his work so I enjoyed that it was interesting um watch it if you feel called but that one that one was interesting my policeman I watched which was it's kind of an older movie it's not super new but it's with Harry Styles and I can't remember the name of the woman who plays um, the older version of the main girl so essentially it goes back and forth between present day which I think is honestly like around the 80s or 90s and then it goes back and forth between then and the 60s so it's like the younger version of this couple and this other man so my policeman the main character is Harry Styles and he falls in love with this woman kind of that's kind of a stretch but they end up getting married and on the side he's having this affair slash relationship with a man who works at the museum and they fall in love and they're having this kind of side romance relationship and it goes back and forth between like present day and then when they're a little bit older and like the past And I actually really, really liked this movie. I thought it was very touching, very good. The way that they told the story I thought was very good. And I really liked it. I'm surprised more people didn't talk about it. Or maybe they did, but really, really loved it. And I think Harry Styles is such a good talent. Like, I really do think he is such a good actor. 
a lot of people will try to make the transition from being a singer or just doing any other art in this industry. And I feel like he actually does it really well. I want to see him on my screen more. All right. I also watched The Only Living Boy in New York with Callum Turner and Pierce Brosnan was also in it. He played Callum's dad and Cynthia Nixon was in it. She played the mom. That was a good movie. I have not heard anyone speak about this. I believe it's based off of a book. Very good. And I have to say, Callum Turner has been in a lot of things that I've been watching recently. He is a British actor and he does a very good American accent. Like he would not be fooled. So does Barry Keoghan, by the way. In Masters of the Air, he has a very good New York accent and he's an Irish actor. So I'm just, I'm thoroughly impressed. You know who doesn't really have a good American accent is Paul Mescal. At least I think it, sometimes for me it's hard because I'm picturing the person having their own voice, like their voice that I know them to have. And so it's distracting for me because I'm picturing that voice and I'm hearing a different voice. It's, I don't know. Daniel's like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't see that. But for me, it's something that I can't stop thinking about. But Callum Turner, he is amazing. I really like him. And I think that he is going to be on our TV screens for a long time. I think we're going to see him in a lot of things coming up. I just think he's very, very talented and I really like him. But The Only Living Boy in New York was kind of like a coming of age slash rom-com slash drama. I don't know. I liked it. It's something that I feel like the girls will love, but if you can also watch it with your partner. It's thought-provoking. It's sweet. All of the actors were good in it. I also watched Oppenheimer recently, and funny enough, we didn't watch like the last 10 to 20 minutes because we rented it on our TV, and then we didn't get a chance to watch it all the way through, and when we went to watch the end of it, it had run out. But I am not going to lie. I thought it was going to be better. It was really hard for me to follow because there were so many details and I wanted to catch all of it. I love Killian Murphy so, so much. And Florence Pugh was in it. Um, I thought the acting was all amazing, but it was hard for me to follow a lot of the details. So that was disappointing. Also, did not realize that Josh Peck was in it. He plays kind of a small role, but he was in it. And I thought that was so cool. And Killian Murphy is another one where it's like distracting for me to listen to him speak in an American accent because I just picture him as having an Irish accent and being Thomas Shelby. But acting was good. I wish I understood it more. I feel like that's something I might have to watch more than once to catch all of the details. Also, I didn't know everything that had gone on in like with this whole storyline and this scenario. So it was hard for me to follow. Oh, and I forgot to mention Emily Blunt is in and she plays Robert Oppenheimer's wife. And I just love her. Absolutely love her. All right. Uh, Boy Swallows Universe is another one that I've been watching. That is a show on Netflix. Just started this last night, so can't comment on it too much. But I think it is very well done. A lot of people have been saying very good things about it. True story. It's about a family that lives in Australia, the mom, kind of rocky with drugs, has a crazy stepfather, and it's about basically like this boy and his brother experiencing the tumultuous kind of events of his mother's life, and I guess he communicates with someone. He's like a pen pal in prison, 
His stepfather used to be in prison. I think his mom goes to prison. I haven't really gotten to all these parts yet, but it's good so far. Very well done. And the acting is good. This little boy is so freaking cute and a very good actor. I love him. All right. Call Me By Your Name was another movie that I watched recently. I did not watch this when it got all the hype originally, but I'm watch- I watched it now. It took a very long time for me to get interested in it. It was very artsy, but I appreciate a movie like that. I really do every once in a while. And towards the end, I was like, okay, I love this movie. It's so good. But the beginning, it took so long to build up. It was a long movie too. So I watched the beginning of it a while ago and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this. So I finished it. And like the hot and steamy scenes between Timothy Chalamet and the other main character didn't happen until like towards the end of the movie. And I actually loved it. I, I don't know. I, I did. I thought, I also think Timothy Chalamet is a huge talent and I think he is going to be on our screens for a long time. I also think that about Tom Holland, but Timothy Chalamet, he is in so much when you think about it, like just go and look at his IMBD or his filmography. Like he's been in a lot and a lot of good things too. And he's very young and I feel like we, he only started to come up semi-recently, but that was good. Anyone but you, I, okay. Yes. I need to speak about this for a second. I saw a movie by myself last night. I saw anyone but you and I really, really liked it. I didn't know what I wanted to do last night, but I knew I didn't want to do much. I've been dying to see a movie. I didn't really want to go with anyone because I didn't feel like chatting or being social, but I knew I just like wanted to get out of the house and do something. And so I went and saw anyone but you, and I really, really liked it. I have been seeing all the press about Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell and how they played up their romance and kind of like their chemistry for the press. And I really wanted to see it for myself because people were saying this is like a good modern day rom-com. And I agree. I agree. I feel like with rom-coms nowadays, it's really hard because they're either overly cheesy or overly produced or they have too many like current references or they're trying to be too politically correct to where it's hard for us to like escape and uh, and put ourselves in that. It's like inauthentic. Does that, is that landing? Do you guys know what I mean by that? You know, when there's like too many really current references, it almost takes away the magic of it. I don't know because we have all of these eighties and nineties and early two thousands rom-coms that we love and are classics and we watch over and over again that it's hard to recreate that same type of feeling but I feel like they did it very well and there was a lot of things that were unexpected in a way like it wasn't super predictable but you know every cheesy rom-com is a little predictable let's be honest but it was cute I actually thought it was really funny. Like I was audibly laughing out loud multiple times during the movie. And I, again, don't know if that's because I'm sitting there and I'm getting, you know, just blown away by the effects of the movie because I'm sitting there and I have no distractions. And the only thing I have to pay attention to is the movie, but I actually chuckled out loud by myself in the movie multiple times and thought it was cute. And then the scenes where they sing unwritten, if you know, you know, I am, I'm so glad I finally know what this reference is because it was so cute. I was literally laughing and like smiling and had tears coming down my eyes watching this scene because I am just a sucker for 
these cheesy, cute moments in these movies. Like, call me lame. I don't care. That shit gives me life. And it was such a sweet moment. I can't wait to watch this again when it's out of the movie theater. Like, I'll definitely watch it at home when I need to feel something. All right. The last thing that I wanted to chat about that I've watched recently is The Bachelor. I have not watched The Bachelor for years. I watched it when it was like kind of at its peak. I mean, I watched it for years on end, but then, you know, like Hannah Brown and whatever. Like, I feel like I stopped watching it probably around the time that Chris Harrison left. And yeah, I think that's probably around the time I stopped watching. But I recently started watching again because I really wanted to see Joey. I think he's super cute and doesn't seem overly cringy. That one guy that we had recently, not Clayton, I think his maybe his name was Zach. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. It was too much for me. But Joey, I was like, mm, cute. I'm going to watch it. And I am telling you, I'm so shocked that they have not developed different storylines by now. Like every bit of every season is so similar. They have the same arguments, the same bits. Oh, who's going to get the first impression rose? Oh, he, do you mind if I steal him for a second? Actually I do. You know, that all of these episodes have this very same type of storylines and it's actually so infuriating. I started making a list in my notes app of all of the things that The Bachelor has every season. And I'm going to make a TikTok video about it because it's just comical to me at this point. And Joey has been giving very bland answers so far, like very generic answers so far. Like anytime he's interacting with any of the girls, I don't feel like we're getting lots of substance from him yet. And I think that's just where we're at in the season. But also it sounds like he's very trained by the producers to have certain responses. I can't imagine being him and having to listen to all of these girls like emotions and there have I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm just saying like that's a lot to take on as a human being because he's one person who's probably having a lot of emotions and things that he's experiencing but then all of these you know I don't know is it like 30 women or 20 plus women 18 plus I don't know all of these women are having their own experiences and their own emotions going on at the house. They're not able to communicate with their family members and they're just like stuck in this house. And then the second that they talk to him, they're flooded with emotion and they have to talk about it with him. That must be so overwhelming to deal with. I mean, I just give him props, but I don't know. I have thoughts on each of the women that we'll get to maybe at another, at another date, at a later date. But there's some girls I really like this season. And I feel like it's hard for me to see their personality. And if I really like them until it gets like deeper and deeper into the season. Because think about it. There's people from previous seasons that like I hated or hate's probably a strong word, but I didn't like. And then as it got deeper and deeper into the season, then even after the season and we see them on social media and like what they do afterwards, that's when we really like them. And we're like, oh, okay we latch onto them more than when they're on this produced show. So I'm going to keep watching, even though every single bit of it is so predictable, but I'm going to keep watching. All right, let's do a little pop culture news for this pop-up culture section, okay? I need to talk about Callum Turner and Dua Lipa. Like, I 
don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Callum Turner. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm all of a sudden super obsessed with him. I've always loved Dua Lipa. This is not the celebrity relationship that I had on my bingo card for this year whatsoever. I kind of like it for them because I feel like they're probably around the same age. They, he seems just like such a gem, such a peach. She last dated someone who was a lot older than her. And then before that she dated Anwar Hadid, Bella and Gigi's younger sibling. I think he was probably younger than her or I don't know. He's just younger in general. So they had a long relationship and now it seems like, you know, she went from Anwar and then she went to this older guy. I can't remember his name. And then now she's dating Calm Turner. I just kind of feel like he's, he's more on her like playing field. You know what I mean? He's, he's super talented in his own right. He is probably around the, her same age. And I, I, I do like it. I'm just kind of like thrown almost by it. Um, and he's definitely getting hotter by dating Dua Lipa. Like it's definitely happening. I feel like it's the Pete Davidson effect where he dates a bunch of hot girls and now everyone's obsessed with him. I've, I'm just, I'm spewing this out of my ass right now, but I feel like people are going to start thinking he's hotter and talking about him more. Austin Butler. We need to talk about him. Why can we not hear what he actually sounds like? Like, what is his voice anymore? We heard him in Elvis and then his voice like changed to be Elvis's voice. And now he's in some like older pieces where he, you know, he's playing someone from the 60s, someone from the 40s, 50s, whatever. And he's changing his voice. And now in every interview, that's what it sounds like. And if you watch older shows and movies of his, it doesn't sound like that. And it's getting frustrating. And he did say in an interview recently that he kind of had to like do dialect coaching to go back to his own voice after Elvis because it kind of took over for him. But literally, what is his voice? Like, will we ever hear it again? Will he ever do it again? Does he have to think too much by speaking? Like, what is it behind closed doors? I don't know. There's something about him. Like, I love him. I have the biggest crush on him. He's one of my celebrity crushes for sure. I think he's so talented and I'm so happy that he's doing more and more very artistic pieces. But like, I'm just so curious. Like, there's something about him that seems like he's trying too hard or he's still acting when he's doing this press, which obviously, you know, they have to put it on a little bit. But I feel like, He's just playing this like cool, suave guy and putting on this voice. Then I'm like, what does your actual voice sound like? Does anyone agree? Like what? When are we going to hear his real voice? All right. Next, the Grammys are tonight. I'm very excited. I'm going to be live uh, posting about it. I'm very excited for that. And I'm not going to lie. I'm so jealous about all of the freaking influencers that are getting sent to these events by brands. Like that's my dream. So I'm just going to use that as my sign that it's possible. And I encourage you to do that whenever you see someone that you're jealous of, uh, of just tune into, okay, they're teaching me that it's possible. They're my expander. They're my expander. They're showing me that this is possible and that I can do it too. Super Bowl's coming up. Going to watch it on my Colorado trip. Cannot wait to live post about that and watch Usher. And can't wait to see if Taylor makes it. And you know what I want to say is that all of y'all well, not my listeners, but people on TikTok were mad at me 
and yelling at me and lighting pitchforks in my comments saying I was crazy for comparing Taylor and Travis's schedules, tour schedules. But then every influencer, every person online, every news outlet, even the Today Show was covering, can Taylor make it back from Tokyo on the Eras tour to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl? And they were all calculating it. And people were going viral and making the news for calculating if they could make it to the Super Bowl. And she can apparently. So I'm so excited to see if she actually makes it, but you know what? Take that online trolls and haters. I'm not the only one that's comparing their schedules, but whatever. I'll take it. I'll take the bait. I know everyone was mad at me for, gosh, for, you know, invading their, their personal information, their personal schedules. Um, it's called Google. Okay. I can look up a schedule of someone's concert dates. That's public information. And so our game schedules. So excuse me for looking that up and copying and pasting it into a freaking Excel spreadsheet. Okay. I know that's a little extra, but I mean, y'all are the one that blew up the video. All right. Anyways, that is our pop-up culture for today. I know it was a long one, but hopefully I gave you a little bit of recommendations and happy viewing. Go watch something and let me know what you think and go rest. Take this as your sign to go rest and you will come out on the other side, a a creative, free flowing, beautiful flower that you are. Okay. Alrighty. I will see you next week. I hope you have an amazing, an amazing, an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.